0: Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Thursday, October the 1st. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. And a fair chunk of it actually is going to be handed over to a young man from Maidstone. Now, Ben White is 24. He likes running, has done marathons, in fact, and has recently taken up boxing. But rewind 10 years and 14-year-old Ben was suffering from bullying at school. Well, he's bravely decided to tell his story to the Kent Online podcast.
1: I was always quite a shy, a shy child, which made me made me vulnerable. It made me stand out. I was I wasn't the I wasn't the daredevil type. Um, so because I didn't fit into the crowd, um, I was a victim of bullying. Bully, I was I just I I stood out, and some of the experiences I went through, so they were both verbal and physical. Um, I can give you an example of the verbal bullying I went through. So that came that came um, came about through a friend actually, and I was running across the playground, and he, he he started making these animal noises at me, and I turned around and said, "I said, why are you making those noises?" And he said, "Oh, you run like a goose." So I was I was just, I just laughed it off to begin with, and then those noises kept happening, and then he got all his friends to do it as well. And once everyone clocked on, the whole school would be doing it for me, and they'd 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 come and find me on my lunch breaks purposely just to just to chant goose at me or just crowd around me, intimidate me, and just make goose noises at me. So I felt really I felt really alone. There was really no escape for me. So that was the verbal bullying, and that that really affected me. But I also suffered physical bullying as well. So um, there were times when I'd be eating my lunch. I'd buy a bread roll or something with the money my mum gave me. Um, it would just be um, knocked out my hand um, by people, or um, I would just be—I'd be—I'd be eating the roll. And then they'd—they'd they'd just intimidate me so much that I'd give it away. So I'd end up not having any lunch until I got home from school. And um, another time, another time, and I'd be walking from lesson and or just I'd go to the same bit on lunch if I could, and there'd be the I'd have to walk past these same two people and one of them would grab me and the other one would just throw punches into my stomach so there was just um wherever I went there was really no escape there was always there was always people there there was always bullies around the corner so wherever I went they were always there and I just didn't feel I I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere I didn't feel I'd fit in with anyone because every time I tried to make friends and Be around groups they'd just laugh at me so I'd go away and I'd just head off to lesson early and things like that.
0: And did you ever tell your parents what was going on?
1: No I never I never told my parents it was the it was the fear of telling my dad and being perceived as weak so I would never tell my dad and my um my mum suffers with anxiety so I didn't want to add to her worries and I just didn't feel I I just think at that age I just took it on all myself I just didn't want anyone to know and it, it, it felt like it felt like me against the world. So the reason for me speaking out today is to, is to show people that, um, it's not it's not you against the world. We we there are people that we we can all go through bullying. We can fight it together, and we just need to speak out. Really.
0: How did you deal with what was going on whilst you were at school then? Because there were some days, weren't there, when you didn't want to go to school?
1: There wasn't really a way I dealt with it at secondary school. It was just I'd, I'd just be watch, watching the clock, waiting for school to end, and. Unfortunately, even on the bus, I'd be, I'd suffer with bullying and all the, all the chanting and everything. So that it, it was always with me when I, when I went to sleep, I was, I was still thinking about it. There really was no escape. I'd just go home, up into my room, and just cry. Um, I'd cry endlessly. Just, I just felt so alone, and it made me kind of just stay in my room all the time, really. And I just wish that never happened because I missed out time with my family, and that hurts me to, to this day. There were times I'd um, put my fingers down my throat in the mornings just to try and be sick so I could say to my mum that I, I wasn't well S- sometimes sometimes that worked for me um, I just wish I never had to do that. I wish it was the happy times I had at primary school and there was there was also there was just there was just times I just my mum always thought it was to do with like maybe to do with the homework or something I had a homework deadline but it was bullying but I, just, I never said anything.
0: Now that you've left school, you don't see those people anymore. How do you think that experience has affected you?
1: I would say there's not a day that goes by where I don't think of my bullying experiences. Um, they, it's always in my mind that I've done things to to combat that and um, make myself stronger for it. So after I left school, I took up I took up fitness because I just wanted to do something that made me feel good about myself to help my physical and mental well-being, and I made a promise to myself that one day I'd run I'd run marathons. And, and for the people that took the mic up, mickey out of me for the way I run, I wanted to show them that whatever they done, it wasn't going to stop me, and I'm going to be stronger for it. So I've done I've done marathon running. I've I've taken up journalism. I suffered I suffered stuttering as a result of bullying. Um, it just made me more shy and I just couldn't get my words out. So I took up journalism to to find my voice again and give me the confidence that was taken away from me.
0: Ben is now working with Kidscape and plans to go into schools to tell his story and hopefully help any youngsters who might be experiencing the same thing.
1: For me, being approached by Kidscape to be part of their campaign, it was it was, it, it was amazing. I felt really, really grateful to share my story. Um, they're an an amazing charity they do they go into schools and do um, lots of workshops with the children they do they do um, one-to-ones with them as well which helps massively I mean when I was at school if someone approached me in like a one-to-one situation where where they do at work now I think it would give me a chance to actually speak to them and for them to find out about what you what's going on in your home life and everything else so maybe if I was approached and people would do those one-to-ones in school then maybe I I wouldn't have gone through what I did.
0: If you could speak to your 13 year old self now what do you think you would say what advice would you give to them?
1: I I would say just uh, just just speak out if you have any problems speak out and even if it's even, um, I know I didn't want to speak out to my parents at the time, but looking back, um, I, I wish I did. I, I wish I um, even ap- approached someone at the school about it, someone, um, even the head teacher or something. I wish I'd done that, but because at the end of the day, the head teacher wasn't to know what I was going through, so it's kind of you have to step up as well and, and be the one to speak to them because there's too many children for them to keep on top of everyone. I think bullying is a fight people don't see, and that's because. People don't speak out about it, and we need to speak out about it because by speaking out about it, you're taking the power away from the bullies, and that's what we need to
0: do. And how are you now, Ben? How would you describe how you feel now?
1: I'd, I'd say I'm, I'd say I'm really happy now. I've, I've I've never been happier. There are there are moments where I, where I get down, and but I always I always look back and realise how far I've come. And if you can overcome bullying, in my opinion, you can overcome anything.
0: We've also got a link to Kidscape's site if you need any more information or advice on where to get help at kentonline.co.uk.
1: Kent Online News.
0: A Kent pub landlord who was caught with indecent images and videos of children has avoided being sent to prison. 51-year-old Christian Diamond, who runs and lives at the White Horse Inn in Bridge near Canterbury, was arrested in January and admitted three charges. He's been given a two-year community rehabilitation order. The man who's leading the investigation into the baby death scandal at East Kent Hospitals is urging any families or mums affected to come forward. An Independent Reviews looking at whether failings in care led to the avoidable deaths of at least 15 newborns at the QEQM in Margate and William Harvey in Ashford. Dr Bill Kirkup says they've already had more parents than first thought get in touch. The National Crime Agency says illegal channel crossings will be here for a while. There's been a spike in people making the dangerous journey from France to Kent this year. Officials say they're working hard to tackle organised criminal gangs who are exploiting refugees. Well, it comes as the government is reportedly considering using empty ferries off the UK coast to process asylum seekers. Now, as the national Stoptober campaign gets underway, Kent Online's been told the coronavirus pandemic is actually making more people in Kent want to quit smoking. Currently, around 14% of the county's population regularly light up, but it's thought a million smokers in the UK have given up the habit since lockdown. Jason Mahoney is the South East representative for Public Health England.
2: I think there's been really clear uh, ambition for a lot of people to use COVID as the excuse to to quit. They've been thinking about it. Now's the time to give up. And we know that around two thirds of people who are smoking uh, want to quit. So this is a great time to, to do that.
0: According to charity Ash, smoking costs the NHS in Kent and Medway more than £83 million a year. One to be aware of for tomorrow and over the weekend, a yellow weather alert's been issued for Kent with Storm Alex set to hit the county. The Met Office is warning of heavy downpours and strong winds kicking off in the early hours of tomorrow. It could cause flooding and travel disruption. The TSB branch in Canterbury is among 164 across the country that are going to close. The bank has announced around 900 job losses, blaming a significant shift in customer behaviour, with more of us using online services. A Music Venue has hosted its first socially distanced gig as the industry continues to struggle as a result of the pandemic. Only 12 people could watch a Dutch band perform at Ramsgate Music Hall with allocated seating and face masks being worn. Ordinarily, the venue could accommodate up to 130 music fans. Andre Dack is the manager there.
2: Blom, we in Ramsgate recording, venue record. And we sort of spoke a little bit and said, look, you're here for three weeks. We're desperate to do a show. It kind of makes sense to do it. And they were on board fully because they've already done a few social distance shows back in Holland. Um, and so we thought, yeah, the last day you're here, we're going we're gonna to do a show. Um, and it, it was super nice of them to sort of agree to this because this was a show that everyone lost money on. They lost money we lost money, everyone lost money, but we just all wanted to do a show to sort of get, you know, get people excited about live music again and get us back into some sort of sense of normality, um, which, which that did happen, even though it was very odd. <laughs> but yeah. And this is what your first show since, since March, I suppose. March the, I want to say March the 14th, but yeah, mid-March. Yeah, so over half a year, which is frightening when you say it out loud. So there was online tickets being sold around a hundred or so. And yeah. then you had a socially distanced crowd. So I know that you, you tend to sit at the back and you do the lights. So you must've yeah. been gazing upon this kind of crowd of 12. What, it was, what was it like to have a socially distanced show at the Ramsgate musical? Um, it was utterly bizarre. It was, it, it, it cannot become the new normal because it's just, it's just odd. It, it, there's, there's no vibe to it. There's a vibe during the show because, you know, the band provide the vibe, but you know, before the show, when people are walking in and then you're showing them to their seat, because that's the way things are now. You've allocated people's seats. Um, and then, you know, you sit them down, and you take their drink order and then you bring them drinks. Because, again, it's sort of table service, seat service, whatever. But they feel awkward. You know, they feel like they are they are stuck and assigned to this area and they cannot move unless they want to go to the toilet. <laughs> um, and it's just it's very odd. It it No one felt comfortable before and after the show. After After also because you know they knew they had to leave because of the 10 o'clock curfew. So it's not like they can stay around and and chat to the band much, which again is one of the best parts about Ramsgate Musical is that a lot of the time the bands and artists love to mingle upstairs in the bar and speak to their fans. But again, that couldn't happen either. So everything was very weird apart from the show itself, which was amazing and was superb and was a reminder of what we do and how well we do it. Um, But... I, I can't say I enjoyed that aspect of it. You know, people coming in and then me showing them their seats. It, it was just very odd. And yeah, as I said, it can't become the new normal. But for now, obviously, it's, a, it's nice. It's nice to be back at any capacity. <laughs>
0: Princess Eugenie has opened a jaguar breeding centre at a Kent Wildlife Park. The Queen's granddaughter is patron to the Big Cat Sanctuary in Smarden near Ashford and visited to mark their 20th anniversary. And finally today, for the first time in 30 years, Deal's Boxing Day dip won't be going ahead this year because of the coronavirus pandemic. Hundreds of people usually brave the freezing water for a winter swim in the sea, but organisers say the situation is so uncertain they have had to make a decision now to call it off. I'll put my bikini away. That's it for today but you can also now subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. To do that head to ilifmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.